They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Convenie Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we discuss 7-Eleven's 50th anniversary and its storied history, Yuzu Kosho Femi Chiki, Lawson's attempt at a bagel, and Mike enjoys a giant eclair. Now, let's head off to the Convenie. They're the Convenie, they're the Convenie, they're the Convenie, they're the Convenie Boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well here, Mike. You just cracked a cold one. I've been cracking cold ones all evening. For me, it's seltzer. But for you, it looks like you got some Bud Light. Bud Light, the classic. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the Bud Light controversy. Dumbest thing I, ever. I just yeah. recognize that it's happening. And um, hey, let's let's move on, everybody. It's yeah, not yeah. that big of a deal. It's not a big deal. All right, Mike. There's How's a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, Mike. There is a lot to talk about, Matt. But first, I want to know how you doing. Doing well. Um, let's see. Um, baking a lot of bread lately. Oh, yeah. No, I made some God. incredible cinnamon buns this morning. Mm. Better than Cinnabon, I would say. Way better, actually. Bold claim. And uh, they're not hard to make. You know, one day I'll talk about this, but we've all been fooled, Mike, about how difficult bread is to make. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard at all. You need almost, no, I'm going to say you don't need any skills to do this. You just need a bit of time. Mm-hmm. And sort of a plan, but not really. And yeah. Everybody can have fabulous bread at home. Wow. I'm going to do a quick plug here for a book, actually, Mike. If you mm-hmm. want to learn how to make great bread, start with a book called Flour, Salt, Water, Yeast by Ken Forkish. It gives a nice overview of how to make a great simple loaf of bread. And then go from there. Sky's the limit. Mike, I'm making... Cinnamon buns, bagels, baguettes, uh, hot cross buns for Easter. Mm. And they're all just outstanding. But um, anyway, now I'm just talking about bread. How are are things going with you? Good. And I will say we're not sponsored by that book. We should be. We could get a nice little cut, maybe 200 bucks, 300 bucks. All right. Um, Yeah, things are good. I'm still in the States. As you can see, that's why I'm drinking this classic Bud Light. Mm -hmm. You know, I was uh, out with um, the Godfather, Uncle Andy, uh, last night, and we were talking about beers. And I was telling him how, you know, we had had this thing where we're thinking, a little bit tired of the ales, the IPAs. It's all these IPAs. More than tired. I'm done. More done, yeah. And I just want a refreshing lager. And we agreed. Um, although he did, he ended up getting a Guinness after all that, which is hey, a stout. Now that's a, you know, a classic. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just great being home, hanging out with my folks, seeing some old friends and, um, nice. eating a lot of good food. So, um, yeah, man, excited to talk about the Combini today with you, my friend. All right. Well, let's jump into it, Mike. We got a huge story actually this yeah. week. Um, it's, it's. Coming up on 7-Eleven's 50th 
anniversary, mm. Mike. The big five zero. Um, Seven Eleven, of course. Uh, hard to overstate its significance, not just in the convenience store industry, but the retail industry. Oh yeah, this company has been driving innovation in that space for five decades, from technology and operations to new products to partnerships. Really, just um, you know, one of the great organizations of all time. I would say, yeah, Seven Eleven, and Mike. You know, um, maybe that's why they revamped the website to celebrate fifty years. Oh, I mean, it would make sense because their original website did look like it was from I don't know nineteen seventy three. That'd be fifty years ago. Um, but Mike, one of the best parts of this site is uh they have a whole page a whole section dedicated to celebrating its 50 years of history and they've broken it down by era yeah by era mike so um you're gonna walk us through these eras come some of the highlights and um yeah what are this what are some of the things that they're featuring mike yeah matt so let me yeah we found this this is 7-eleven this is the 50th you know, um, anniversary special site, you know, a special like whole sections, I'd, I'd say site in itself within the website. Um, and madam, just one thing I was thinking about, you know, 7-Eleven was really the first like real conveni in Japan. So in mm. many ways, what we're saying is 50 years of the conveni. Oh, the conveni. Um, and we've only been a part of this for a few short years. Well, not that short. I mean, probably 10, 15 years, but Anyways, um, Matt, yeah, this site. So you come here, just a beautiful site. 7-Eleven really just ticking up their game. And like you said, they got a bunch of, you know, sections. You know, they explain about these last 50 years. They got a 50th year ambassador, Matt. Guess who it is? Oh, actually, great pick. It's Ichiro. It is Ichiro. I don't know why it's not loading on my end, but Ichiro himself, the 50th the 50th ambush. There he is. There's oh, old Ichiro. That's a silver fox right there. Ichiro. God, one of the most handsome, <laughs> just one of the the manliest men of all time. But not like, you know, he's he's like a ninja. You know, he's like a ninja, you know? He is like a ninja. That laser that, beam. That laser beam. Watch those highlights. It's like Mike Tyson knockouts, you know? All right, Matt. So we're coming to the 50th archive. And this is something that we are really excited. Like you were saying, we've got... They've broken it down into four eras. Hmm. We've got like the dawning era, nineteen seventy-three to seventy-nine, the growth era, nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety-nine, the sort of revolution or reform era from two thousand to two thousand nine, and then the they're calling it the re reborn or newborn era of uh, two thousand ten. But Matt, just wanted to take you look through like one of these together. This is 1973 to 1979, the the dawn of 7-Eleven. And, you know, they give a little, like, write-up of, like, the, the background of what was going on then. But what's really cool is they, they, um, they tell you about, like, different sections. Like, what were they doing in terms of, like, new stores? Mm -hmm. I think this might be the original store, if, I, if I'm not. It looks I, like I, the very first 7-Eleven, Mike, based on my research. Yeah, me too. Um, and then, you know, the hit products at that time, no doubt the first, the original hit product was the, the Onigiri, which we've, we've covered extensively. And it wasn't actually, just 
just the product, Mike. It was the packaging. Pine mm. 7-Eleven pioneered what they call the parachute packaging, that uh, that way of opening up an onigiri that, that inevitably flummoxes mm-hmm. uh, everybody doing it for the very first time, but by the second and third, you're just bewildered by the genius of that oh, packaging. Yeah. I, it's a mystery still to me of how it works. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a truly innovative. I can't believe that, that it's been going on that long. And they say here, only selling three onigiris in one day, and then it's slowly caught on. But can you imagine that? Now they're selling probably a billion in one day. Oh, so my God. Maybe a million. Oh, Den, 1979, Matt. Holy mm. moly. Some of that stuff's been sitting in there since 1970. <laughs> <laughs> Looks exactly the same. You're right. Then we got innovations to the service and system stuff like, you know, going 24 hours, mm-hmm. you know, that's big. Um, and then sort of um, shared uh, transport for uh, for their deliveries. Um, and uh, then, you know, the culture, like what were the uniforms look at at that time? 1974. Trader's Joe vibe in 1974, almost kind of, you know, vibrant red and oranges kind of reminds me of uh, Hawaii a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly what came to mind as well. And I think maybe they should think about this. This is a really fun, like, yeah, creates a nice little atmosphere. So. All right, Matt. So, you know, you, you know, our listeners, please get on the site, check this out. It's really cool. It's awesome. But um, I think we both wanted to share like an episode from somewhere in history that we thought was really interesting. Um, Matt, what uh, do you, uh, do you have an episode? Do you want me to share or do you want to share? Or? Uh, yeah, let me go ahead and pull this up, Mike. Mine comes from the 1980s, the growth period, Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh, this may come as a surprise, but uh, 1983, Mike, 7-Eleven introduced the burrito. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, a significant thing for a few reasons. One, it was uh, a a full meal you could eat with one hand, which may have been the first of its kind. The onigiri, more of a snack. Mm. It was also, as they call it, American food, though. So American food, even though it's right below it, they acknowledge it as Mexican food. So hard to pinpoint <laughs> Japan's understanding of the origins of the burrito. I, too, probably don't understand the origins. But, Mike, one of their flavors mm-hmm. was the Sloppy Joe. Ooh. And that was one of my favorite things growing up as a kid. You get a sloppy Joe, especially if it's the authentic from the can Manwich sloppy Joe. That's an exciting day as a kid. And to think they used to put these in a burrito. And the reason I this caught my eye is because this burrito from 1983 looks a hell of a lot better. Yeah, the burritos they're putting out now. We saw that thing. It looked like a pepperoni pizza was giving birth to a cheese burrito, the thing that Family Mart ripped out yeah. last week. This actually looks like a burrito. Yeah. And to think they had a sloppy Joe flavor, that that sounds pretty compelling. And uh, just kind of reading here, it looks like the katakana for that is snap 
Slappy Joe, <laughs> the Slappy Joe, and that's that's what I I like to call it as well, a Slappy Joe dog, you know, Slappy Joe. Um, all right, Matt. Well, that's pretty exciting. Well, let me show you mine. I gotta be honest, I don't think you're gonna be happy about this, Matt. But um, the one that kind of caught my eye, you know, we're we're talking, we're in the um. Oh boy, I knew this was coming. The rebirth era, and that was the. 2013 um coffee mac um and this is not because i think it's the best i a couple things that just really interested me about this is that it wasn't until 2013 that convenience stores in japan had you know semi like real coffee that's that's pretty crazy because you know that's like in american convenience stores like probably bar yeah half the store you know Mm. is uh is coffee um and they're showing that original uh, machine right here. Oh boy, I bet that this is not great. We're looking at an old, um, but that's only 2013. It looks like this machine from like 1985 or something. Um, yeah, so you know, I, I think that there's no doubt. As much as uh, it's to your chagrin, um, convenient coffee, you know, becoming a thing has been a big, uh, big episode in uh convenience store history well i'll just say i think i got out just in time mike this showed <laughs> up in 2013 i got out of japan in 2012 i wasn't around to see that happen sort of yeah. like you know you didn't get to see the last days of uh you know tiger woods limping around the golf course or something like that we don't need to see mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we don't need to see fresh coffee at 7-eleven the reason it didn't show up for 40 years is because canned coffee is so good. Mm-hmm. No single 7-Eleven executive thought it was necessary. That's true. But it has become a hit. And I will say the – although they – you know, everywhere you go, we've got fresh coffee in Japan. There's no drip coffee. There's still no like standard old drip coffee um, that you can buy at a convenience store, which is unfortunate because – I do. I do appreciate. You can get like where they grind the uh, the um, the the beans, and then like do this like quick sort of like injection like coffee thing. But it's not like it has a different taste, you know, than like Mm. standard drip coffee where you've got like a big bucket of coffee grinds and like slow. I guess slow drip, maybe you'd call it. Mm. Um, Okay. Anyway, so um, but. all right, Matt. So, hey, interesting looking down, um, you know, the old history of uh, 7-Eleven and the Convini. And, Matt, I, I hope we've got 50 uh, more exciting years to come. God willing. But, Matt, we're going on in the Chicky Wars. This is actually something from last week or maybe in between weeks that we completely missed. Although, you're going to have to jog my memory. Have we seen this before? Matt, we're over at Family Mart. Mm. And we're looking at the Fami Chicky, the Yuzu Kosho flavored Fami Chicky. Mm. Nice. Have we seen this before, Matt? Is this a new thing? And if it is or isn't, what do you think about it? Well, first, I like the look of it. Yuzu Kosho is really good. By the way, it's showing up everywhere here in the United States. Yuzu wow. Kosho has just become a thing all of a sudden. And okay. um, I like it. Uh, I was first introduced to it in, in Yushu, which is where I think it's mostly popular. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it pairs well, really well with chicken. It's got that, you know, nice citrus flavor, but it's mm. peppery. It's oh, using yeah. pepper. That's what, what's what it literally means. And um, have we seen it before? Probably, you know, mm-hmm. probably, or at yeah. least certainly a yuzu. We've certainly seen yuzu family chicky. That's we, true. And there should, probably was a kosho family chicky. So if we haven't seen oh. kosho family chicky, I, I bet we've seen the individual parts of this. Good point. But it looks it looks outstanding. I would be excited to pick this up. Yeah, now that now that you say that, I think you're right. I think we have seen them both in parts, but never the full package of the Yuzu Kosho, mm-hmm. which gets me super pumped. And I hope that this is still going to be around when I get back next week. Hint for people who want to get limited time items: you go to a not so popular convenience store. Hmm. They'll be, uh, you know, they'll have extra. Um, stock of this so they'll be putting it out for a while that's a hot tip that is it's a very hot tip and um so yeah go to the least popular convenience store you can find the only thing if you do that sometimes they only cook one at a time matt and you know what happens when when like nobody buys that chicky for an hour two hours cook one at a time some of them some people some we're going to talk about this. I've I've come to classify convenience store workers. There's um there's the elite level, there's the mid level, and then there's let's just like the the bottom of the barrel. And like usually these people work at like midnight. Bless their hearts for working that night shift, but they rarely will cook anything. And this one guy, I always go, never has anything in the hot box ever. Oh, he, he never cooks anything. To cook it. He just won't cook anything. He's just a lazy, lazy You guy. think it's because he's lazy, not because they don't have any in the in the back room? No, no, no. Every time I go, and it's for this guy, it's like even if I go at night, I go at day, like during the day, whenever it's his shift, there's nothing in the convenience store or nothing in the hot box. Oh, damn. So he's just mismanaging the hot box. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's he's lazy, I guess. He doesn't want to do it. I understand. It's, you know, but come on, buddy. You can't deprive everybody of that. <laughs> we got to do next week's episode has to be about the three tiers of convenient employee. Okay. Yep. We can, we can talk about it. And Hey, you know, who are we to judge from outside? But, you know, as a customer, not as a convenient boy member, I'm talking just as a customer, there's a clear, you know, division of like level of employees. So we should, let's talk about that. Sorry. I got Got a little long-winded there. No, I'm excited to hear all about that. I want to find out who like the Ichiro is. Oh my god, there's employees because I bet you, you've met a few of those. And I'm sure you have too, Matt. I'm sure you have too. Yeah, the ones who uh, picked me off the ground after I fainted, crashing over a whole shelf of product. Woke up oh, in yeah. the back room with two convenient attendants hovering over me. Oh man. That was a weird day. Anyway, yeah. All right, Mike. We'll get into that next week. Very exciting. Yeah. A little preview, everybody. Yeah. Um. But hey, we got to move on because we got the scoreboard, Mike. New items this week: Family Mart thirty-eight, Lost in eleven, Seven Eleven sixty-three. New items: Mini Stop twenty-two, Daily Yamazaki's got nine, Seiko Mart eight, New Days twenty-four. Your thoughts on those numbers, Mike? Yeah, it's it's Golden Week, Matt. You know, um, Golden Week, one of the 
you know, up there with um, Obon and um, New Year's. Uh, a lot of people taking off. Not many people work in the the machines, so makes sense. We got lower numbers this week. I'm I'm not worried 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 about it. Yep, perfect analysis, Mike. Now let's um let's jump into our winners and losers. We take a look at all these items. Everybody it takes hours, and we find the best and worst among them. Let's start off with uh, your loser this week, Mike. What do we got? Ooh, oh boy, ooh. <laughs> I'd advise our listeners to maybe check out the YouTube for this or just try to search this item for yourself. Tuna and corn cream gratin, Matt. And, you know, I don't like to get too crass, and I'm really sorry to our listeners or to our moms if they're listening, but I don't know if I want to go this far. But let's just say you came, stumbled upon a toilet somewhere that someone had Ex- had exploded um, explosive diarrhea in, and mm. it's all over the bowl. It's all over everything scattered like a buckshot. That's what this looks like, Matt. Um, this is, uh, this is grat- gratin. So, you know, there's some cheese and I guess rice there on the bottom, but on top is this just kind of uh, this tuna and um, corn. And then it's kind of like, I don't know blowtorched at the top to get this like blackish like hint to it maybe it's I, I bet it's good i bet it's good it's more a presentation sort of thing but i've just recently i've been helping you know my parents um you know i'm home in the states helping them recover and uh from surgery and stuff and i've seen some like messy <laughs> toilet balls recently <laughs> <laughs> And this one, it was it was a one to one correlation. I saw this picture and I was like, "Oh boy!" So yeah, Matt, I'm sorry. That was maybe a little bit too crude, but no way I'm touching this thing. I think you, yeah. I mean, first thing that came to mind, my brother runs an Instagram account called Secret Buttholes. Actually, a huge Instagram account. How many followers? Three thousand followers. <laughs> and uh, he posts images of things that aren't buttholes, but look like buttholes. And I'm gonna send this to. I'm gonna email this to him, Mike, because I think this is gonna make it up on secret buttholes on Instagram. Um, the other thing they came to. There's a legendary story at. Uh, a workplace, I won't share the details, not my workplace, but somebody I know, where uh, somebody walked into a bathroom and blew it up so hard. I've been conducting a four-year ongoing investigation <laughs> to find out who did this. They say it was like at shoulder height, Mike. <laughs> stuff they talked about and this here this could be evidence i don't know maybe this maybe this is the path to uh cracking this case mike but that i gotta believe this this plate of food this bowl of food looks a lot like that crime scene did four years ago <laughs> shoulder height that's that's what i heard yeah Jeez, all right all right let's let's move on to 
All right, mine losers, out, yeah, yeah, I can. Mike. Yeah, mine comes out of Lawson. You don't often see losers out of Lawson here, Mike. Oh boy, oh boy. Yep, yep. Mm, <laughs> you know, Mike. Um, it's a bagel, so already I'm feeling ooh, ooh, Japan mm. bagel, mm. beanie, Kanbini bagel, really okay. Mm. And uh, they made it worse, Mike, because they stuffed this bagel with potato salad and bacon. So this is this is like a soft they mochi mochi bagel. So it's mochi a mochi soft, bagel. Soft, I guess chewy's good. You want the bagel to be chewy. But this this bagel first I don't trust the convenience to make a bagel. No. Bagel's hard to pull off. I can pull it off <laughs> cuz I've been learning how to make bread for the last 4 months. My bagels are outstanding. This is not a bagel, but potato salad. Potato salad doesn't belong inside of a bagel. What's going on? No, no. Matt, what is going on? And can you zoom in a little bit more? That is not a bagel. Look at the like, the sparsity or the, you know, the like, that's the just bread. Yeah, the air in there. I mean, that's, it's just bread. bread. It's like white bread. It's white bread. Shaped like a bagel. Look at the cracking on the top. There's no way that a, that a bagel would oh. crack like that. That's just not how it looks. This is one of the, I can't believe they're calling this a bagel first off. And yeah, like you said, of all the things you put in the bagel, I mean, bagels are so diverse and you're going to put potato salad in there. Potato salad. And, and faking the Japanese bacon. Fake bacon. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, unfortunately already stirring yeah. up controversy on Twitter. And oh um, yeah, a lot of lot of takes, a lot of hot takes on okay. the Japanese Lawson issuing a bagel. All right, Mike, time to move on to some better things. We're going over <laughs> our winners this week. Let's see what you got for a winner. Ooh. Yeah, yep, yeah, buddy. Um, so actually, we're looking through the history of uh, of um, you know the the history of Seven Eleven and. You know, one of the things is in the year 2000, 7-Eleven had, they sold their one millionth shoe cream. <laughs> and Matt, you know, we're over here at uh, Lawson. I know. But everyone know I, knows that I am a huge shoe cream guy. Mm -hmm. As you know, it's 50, probably 50% of my um, my winners. But I don't want it to be mistaken. I like a shoe cream, but I also love and eclair, Matt. And I'd say they're pretty much the same thing. Oh, eclair is just a really big shoe cream. Exactly, exactly. That is something that people don't realize. They call them different things, but they're pretty much the same damn thing. And this is a this is a big chocolate eclair, Matt. Three words that I love. Big chocolate eclair. Um, looks outstanding. Look at how much um, chocolate mm. shoe, I guess, is in there. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah. Everybody, you know, the shoe creams are, you know, they're all over the place. But don't forget about the eclair. They're they're just they're great. There's no way this is bad. Oh man, I get this on a Saturday night and just fall asleep on the couch. It does, it does look super good, and they have <laughs> stuffed that thing with a lot of pudding. It looks like. Mm. Oh yeah. I, you yep. know, I tried to make shoe uh, eclairs uh, mm. a couple months ago, and they're not. E they're not so easy to make because the dough, the shoe dough, is is very temperamental, very easily collapses, and so I'm very impressed that they're able to pump this stuff out at high volume. It's um, 
They're probably using all kinds of stabilizers or something. You know? sure. I have no idea, but yeah, that looks great, Mike. Who doesn't like a big fat eclair stuffed with chocolate pudding? <clears throat> Damn. All right, Mike. My winner this week. I can't remember. Oh, that's right. Seven mm. Eleven, Mike, and um, I got a Gumi. I love, I love Gumi. Yeah, I love love Gumi. Um, my favorite candy is Haribo gummy bears. Actually, for my twenty fourth birthday or something like this, my sister got me twenty four bags of Haribo gummy bears. Best <laughs> birthday gift I've ever got. And here we got not just Gumi, Mike, but Kaki gory flavored gumi several sub flavors they got lemon soda and strawberry kaki gory kaki gory is awesome it's it's not italian ice everybody this is something different it is it is like big shards of fluffy ice very very fluffy it's like a cloud with mm-hmm. a syrup on top, and Seven yeah. Eleven has managed to transform this into a gumi. Mm. gori should be everywhere. Actually, Hawaiian shave ice takes it to another level mm-hmm. because they put the scoop of ice cream under mm. the shave ice. But either gori or Hawaiian shave ice should be available everywhere all the time. And I'm excited here that it's available as a gumi. Yeah, what a collab. What a collabo. Uh, match made in heaven. You know, they both, I think, Gumi's and Kaki Gori. Yeah, it just seems like a perfect fit. Mm. I agree. Kaki Gori, why isn't it everywhere? You know, um, uh, just in the summer, you know, it's starting to get a little hot. Mm-hmm. Nothing better. Um, and I like this. Like, what is this? A li- what do you think that is? A little panda bear back there? What is that? I think it's a polar bear, actually. Oh, but yeah, but sorry, polar bear. Yeah, just a just a great item, and I like how the the gummies themselves. It looks like they maintain just a little bit of texture to them, mm. to uh, you know, because of that ice. Um, just a just a real. Oh, and it looks like it's only the top part that has the flavor. Wow, oh, shit! Really cool. So it, it looks like kakigori too. Looks like kakigori. What a what a find! That's nice one. Brilliant. All right, Mike. That wraps up our winners and losers this week. Yes, it does. And Matt, um, I'm happy to say that this week we've got a really exciting segment. Um, You know, we've got at the Gemba, but we've also got Matt's Munchies, where Matt, you know, um, from the American standpoint, a lot of times picks up some fast food or convenience convenience food. Um, uh, So, yeah, what what do you got for us this week, Matt? Yeah, Mike. So um, last month, Aaron and I went out, out west. Got in the uh, covered wagon and hit the trail, Mike. <laughs> and we went uh, went to Arizona and Utah in Nevada, a oh. night in Las Vegas, Mike. But um, it was a lot of driving. It was a hell mm-hmm. of a The West is big. My mm-hmm. God, those states are big. It took like 12 hours to drive through Arizona, south to north. Mm. Wow. And you got to stop along the way. And where else do you stop but... The roadside convenience store. Mm. Like you gotta fuel up the car and you gotta fuel up the body. And um it's in you know, state to state. It's not just the convenience stores that are different, it's the whole vibe mm-hmm. in the convenience mm-hmm. store in Nevada. My God, what a vibe. 
at the roadside convenience store, Mike. First, you walk in, gambling right away at the convenience store in the middle of a nowhere intersection on I, who, who knows? I mean, gambling everywhere. Smoking wow. indoors seems to be okay. Wow. The last place on earth where you can smoke inside without getting your head blown off. <laughs> but then most of the store is alcohol. Most of it. Okay. Okay. This is a big store. You know, this thing's like an Amazon warehouse. Not quite that big, but it's a big, it's got a big footprint. We're talking half this thing is just booze. And it's not just any kind of booze. It's not just your, you know, your, uh, your, uh, Tanqueray gin or whatever. You could buy, uh, tequila mm-hmm. in a bottle shaped like an AK 47. Just wow. crazy. Um, so you got your AK-47, you got your, uh, you know, your, uh, slot machines, and then you got, um, your whole, uh, oh, there was a cigar and cigarette room where they sold discount bulk cigarettes. Huge room. Wow. Also looked to be very popular. But, um, yeah, Mike, Nevada, the, the convenience store vibe in Nevada, I gotta say, I don't think it was for me, but I'm glad I got to see it. What was uh, any what what sort of food options did you have? Was there any fresh food or uh, hot boxes, or was it more like Slim Jims, you know, beef jerky? At this particular one, I don't remember hot food of any kind. I just remember. Now we went to one in Utah that was quite nice. Um, oh, even had showers actually. Wow, they did have some nice looking hot food. Mostly the stuff on the rollers, you know, you had the hot dogs mm-hmm. running the marathon up there, taquitos, stuff like that. Um, nothing to get too excited about, but it looked okay in Utah, Nevada. I don't know if I'd feel okay eating conbini food in Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's a big place. Did you use the bathrooms? What were the bathrooms like? I used the bathroom at that one in Utah, and it was a nice bathroom. Really? Actually, that was a great convenience store. They actually had a uh, a whole walk-in cooler area for all the beer. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was like they gave it some funny name like the Igloo. And you walk in there, and you're just in a giant walk-in cooler surrounded by beer. Mm. Yeah, you don't have that up here in New England. Not enough space. Utah... Space. It's too much space, actually. It leads to this ridiculous sprawl where you got to hop in your four-door Bronco to get a cup of coffee four minutes down the road that should be two minutes to walk to. I mean, it's outrageous, the sprawl out there. It's just, why don't you just build things closer together, everybody? Yeah, I've never been out there. I've always wanted to. Um, but Las Vegas, I know that Karen is a is a huge fan. Did she have the time of her life? Did she have a great, great time? We had a good time in Las Vegas, Mike. We went to the uh, the Wind Buffet. Oh yeah, on the top notch. And I gotta say, it was a little. It was good. The prime mm-hmm. rib was excellent. The rest of it, I'm gonna save. You know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't as great as I thought it would be. Yeah, but no. The the highlight, Mike. We we were staying at uh, what was it? The Virgin Hotel. It wasn't on the Strip, but it was close. Very nice hotel. We got upgraded to a uh, villa. Hmm. Two-story villa, larger than our actual apartment. Uh, had a private hot tub and an elevator in it. 
<laughs> so um, that was really fun. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Cool, All right, man. Mike. Well, that's that's my story from the uh, from the gimba here in America. But oh, actually, no, we're going to continue with the uh, American gimba here. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is normally this would be you know for the gimba. Um, in Japan, but this time I guess this would just be Mike's munchies. Matt, I wanted just not really related to convenience stores at all, just a couple interesting restaurants that I've found here in Frederick, Maryland, my hometown, one of the great places in the world. And um, Matt, let me just show you what I'm talking about. This is a place that my cousin, I got to say, my cousin has always got his, you know, finger on the, you know, whatever's hot. And this place, Matt, this restaurant's name is Crisp and Juicy. Crisp and Juicy, Matt. What a name. Yes, it's a Peruvian chicken restaurant. And the Crisp and Juicy is referring to the chicken. Oh, my God. And let me tell you, this chicken is crisp and juicy. And, like, what better way to describe delicious chicken, Matt? Crisp and Juicy. Is there anything else you want from a good you know, grilled or um, chicken than, than crisp and juicy. This looks incredible. Yeah. The chicken yep. looks outstanding and it also looks very well seasoned. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they've got, oh man, I, I don't know if I can find the menu, but Frederick. So, oh, oh. yeah. Boom. The oh, whole chicken. It's rotisserie. It is rotisserie. You can get the platters. They've got some sauces. The sauces is where it's all about, oh. Matt. Oh, you dip They've the chicken? You you can dip the chicken. They've got hot sauce. They've got jalapeno sauce. Oh. I'm telling you, Matt. Cherry sauce? Yeah. And this is not just Frederick. This is, uh, you know, around the um, the Maryland, D.C. area. So, hey, any of our listeners, you in this area, check out Crisp and Juicy. All right, Matt. Whoa, over live charcoal they're cooking that? This thing is no joke, Matt. Holy no holy. joke. All right. Then one more place that I found out about today. This is in Frederick, Maryland, Matt. This place is called Half and 5050 Burger. All right, Matt. But <laughs> don't a- get that wrong. It's not it's not fifty percent bacon stacked on top. Oh. The burger itself is fifty oh. percent beef. And 50% bacon smash. <laughs> and their their classic fries, that's Old Bay seasoning. Oh, so you get a 50-50 burger with some Old Bay fries. And Matt, I know this might sound silly, Whoa. but this place is supposed to be like legitimately <sighs> really, really, really good. I know it you looks out. Been yet? I haven't been yet. I'm going to go. It's supposed <laughs> to be like a- so a foodie's dream, Matt. Um, this is no joke. Uh, so everybody, if you're – look at that. What is that? That's a waffle burger. That's are you kidding? Oh, man. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, my God. So, Matt, if you're ever in um, Frederick, Maryland, which I hope you will be soon, um, head over to 5050 Burger. I've never been there. It looks good. I'll let you know how it is. That looks incredible. Also, I so the Smash Burger has become a thing. Oh, everywhere, but interesting. I don't, I've never had one, but I can understand why it's popular because those photos of that, those burgers, it looks like it got nice and crispy. 
Oh yeah. On the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is this is not a this is a thing that's happening throughout the country. The smash burger. I think the smash burger has just kind of like blown up, but the fifty fifty, the bacon beef thing, I I've never heard of that. Yeah. Which probably helps get it crisp because there's crisp fat in the bacon. You're, exactly. you're like frying it. Exactly. Oh my god. So all right, Matt. Well crisp and juicy. 50 50. I'm telling you, Matt, that's what we like around that's here. It's crisp punch right there. Crisp and juicy things. Um all right, Matt, we've gone on a little bit long, but uh what an episode. I mean, one number 108, and we're still as good as ever. It's probably better than we've ever been. Um, all right, Matt. Well, hey, um, in closing, just want to give a shout out to anybody who's ever donated or provided us any sort of like support in any way. You know who you are. Thank you all so much. Um, if you want to check out the Community Boys newsletter, you can go over to communityboys.substack.com and check it out. To our podcast listeners, Apple, Spotify, podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please share, share and rate. Um, YouTube viewers, subscribe and like. Check us out on Twitter at ConveniBoys.Twitter. Um, all right, Matt. Well, that wraps us up for today. Um, as always, I'll see you at the Conveni. I'll see you at the Conveni, Mike.